Ghanaians protest harsh economic conditions and South African stocks are at a 10-month low. From over a 1,000 cities and 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Ghanaians are out in the streets protesting harsh economic conditions. Despite receiving a $3 billion IMF bailout, the country is technically bankrupt and the citizens are feeling the economic heat. Among the issues in contention include high cost of living, soaring inflation, youth unemployment, dilapidated healthcare system and poor infrastructure. Ondir Oganga with this report. Occupy Jilobi House is a hashtag that has been trending in Ghana. For three consecutive days, donned in black and carrying placards, Ghanaians marched in the streets, protesting tough economic conditions. Sucked in heavy rainfall, they were met by police brutality, illegal arrest and a media blackout. For a country that was once the beacon of democracy, peace and the hallmark of economic development, what went wrong? The country is difficult, things are hard, times are hard, the economy is facing a downturn and it looks like it keeps dipping. All we're here for, what we're fighting for is like a better Ghana, literally. All we are asking for is an opportunity for every single Ghanaian youth, irrespective of where is it that you're coming from, whether you're from Bunkurgu Yoyo, whether you're from Tengelento, whether you're from wherever it is. Get access to quality education, get access to portable water, get access to quality healthcare, get access to employment opportunities. These are the things that we are asking for. We are not asking for much. And these are basic rights that we are entitled to as citizens of this country. We pay taxes and it hurts when you pay taxes and you do not see these taxes being put to use. The country does not belong to one person. It does not belong to two families. It does not belong to the people in power. It belongs to us. How you break a, a hospital knowing that people go there to receive medical attention that saves lives. And for years, you have not built it up. I would like to understand the reasoning behind it. How you can know that people are here dying and you want to build a cathedral. Why, the God where you don't want to build a cathedral for, he don't care about the lives of people in the Labadi day. That'd be all I get to. I beg you, if you don't say no, go do the job, up and leave. Resign. Leave. The economy has been reeling under mismanagement of different regimes. The government was characterized by overborrowing and mismanagement of resources, which eventually led the economy to cave in. According to Ghana Statistical Service, inflation rose from 12.7% in December of 2021, peaking at 50.3% in November 2022, a 21-year high. As a result... Pain has been what Ghanaians have experienced at the pump, with petrol retailing for 13.50 cities and diesel for 13.90 cities. The increase has affected the cost of transport of not only people, goods, but services. Food prices have also increased by 122%, making it the most expensive in Africa, according to the World Bank Africa Pulse Report 2022. Unemployment is also an ongoing challenge. According to GSS, 1.76 million Ghanaians are unemployed, despite tertiary institutions churning out graduates every year. There are a lot of bad things happening in the country. There are a lot of uh, graduate unemployment, bro. There, 
finding a job in this country is a job. You understand? You see all these people here. Some of them have been in the house for four or five years. They don't have job. What do you want them to do? Put NDC and MPP aside and let's focus on Ghana. It is Ghana we are concerned about. And so what if it's a political party demonstration? Are the people demonstrating not Ghanaians? The members of NDC, are they not Ghanaians? How can you lose money in your house, in your bedroom, and you don't know that the money is gone? How do you know that? How can you live like that? And then when they want to bring it, and you come, look in the face of all these intelligent Ghanaians and tell us that it is been wrong. Nah, man, you guys, you're not, you're not ready. We have time. We have time. We will sleep here. We will, you will understand that we are tired. You will get it. You will get. You know I'm here. You travel. You go. You will understand that we are tired. The economic hailstorm does not stop there. The local currency has also been battered in the process. The city has been losing momentum to the dollar and was on a free fall last year, losing over 60% of its value to the dollar. Despite claims by government that debt-to-GDP ratio was manageable, the World Bank country director of Ghana came out to confirm that the ratio had gone above 80% in the first quarter of 2022, with national debt currently standing at 575.5 billion cities, according to the Bank of Ghana's summary of economic and financial data. With revenue-to-debt ratio having hit a high of over 50%, Pressure from lenders overwhelmed the government, and in the last quarter of 2022, it led to a default on interest payment on some foreign loans. Local investors were also not spared either with a haircut. With the economic dust not settling anytime soon, the purchasing power of Ghanaians has been cut by half as minimum wage remains within a dollar range. Basic items that are consumable products that we consume on a daily basis, you know, when you talk to companies producing these items, their sales have dropped compared to the year before and perhaps a couple of years back. So clearly, uh, there's a struggle in the system, and it's clearly determined by the fact that consumer spending has gone down. Consumer spending has gone down because people's purchasing power has gone down. Mm. I think that all the debt has changed, and so many things that have happened in recent times has affected consumers' ability to buy goods and services, and it's really reflecting on industry's output and industry's expansion. And that's why we are having all these challenges. Despite data indicating that the Ghanaian economy is on a rebound and recovering steadily, economists differ as the recovery is based on government expenditure. If government is in business, then whom are you going to tax? Mm. That is, you know, what will affect your revenue as well. Mm. Because effectively, if businesses are expanding, they are employing, then obviously you, you should have what? more. And some will revenue. say that is why revenue numbers are, exactly. are still so, not doing well. Because it's a, it's a therefore, hiking the rates is no. not the answer. Exactly. So it's not the same people that you're supposed to, you've employed, that you keep on, you know, taxing. The same people who are going around with the economic activities that you get the excise tax mm. from and all those. So effectively, with the, the hope is that government will be spending, but, you know, it shouldn't go to some extent. Economy may be growing, but it is growing on government expenditure. Mm. <laughs> Thank you.
and a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index slumped nearly 2% to below 72,000 level on Tuesday, not seen since November 2022, as traders returned from a long weekend and fretted about the Fed's hawkish outlook for the rest of the year, the troubled China economy and the possible US shutdown. Also, rising energy prices kept investors on edge. Locally, South Africa is grappling with the lethal avian flu outbreak that has led to the death of more than 2.6 million buds. In the meantime, the South African government plans to first track the use of vaccines to fight the bud flu as virulent strains of the disease sweep across the poultry sector. On the corporate front, several sectors were under pressure, notably retailers, tech companies, industrials and miners. And a quick trip around Africa, the economy of Uganda grew by 6.8% year-on-year in the second quarter of 2023, accelerating from a downwardly revised 2.4% rise in the previous three-month period. This marked the 10th consecutive quarter of economic expansion, mainly driven by services sector, particularly arts, entertainment and recreation, accommodation and food service, and information and communication. Also, the industrial sector gained steam attributed to a sharp rebound in mining and querying. In contrast, output growth slowed in the agriculture sector, hampered by cash crops, food crops and fishing. On a quarterly basis, the economy expanded by 5.2% following a 0.4% expansion in the previous quarter. The Bank of Mozambique decided to maintain its policy rate at 17.5%. 2.5% despite the marked downturn in inflation since June. Although inflation has fallen to single digits and the exchange rate is expected to remain steady in the short term, the anticipation is that the central bank will keep interest rates and change for the rest of 2023 due to elevated risks to inflation. Meanwhile, in Mozambique, Moody's maintained a CAA2 for the country but changed its outlook to stable. Despite an optimistic growth outlook and renewed support from the IMF, Mozambique's high debt to GDP ratio, poor fiscal management and the delays of the mega LNG projects remain concerning from a credit risk point of view. Tanzania has started buying gold locally as a way of boosting its foreign exchange reserves. This is according to the Central Bank. The Central Bank first announced its intention to buy gold in late August. On Friday, Central Bank Governor Emmanuel Tutuba said they were planning to buy six tons of gold from small and middle-scale miners and other traders by the end of the year and had already bought and sold 418 kilograms of the precious metal. Gold is a leading foreign exchange earner for Tanzania, bringing the country $2.9 billion in the year to end June from $2.69 billion a year earlier, according to Central Bank Later. In August, the bank put its official foreign exchange reserves at $5.25 billion, recorded in July, sufficient to cover about 4.7 months of projected imports. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at With Adon.